so we don't get fined. My name is David. My name is Thomas. And we're back with another episode. This is kind of a special. Yeah, this episode is uh, not in our dining room. (laughs) Is this our first episode recording off-site? Yes. Oh. Yes. We are in the basement of my aunt's house. And a very nice neighborhood with lots of dogs. So if you hear some barking, it's not David for once. I don't know that I've ever barked in my life. I'm just, I'm, I'm, yeah. Okay, well. Um, Anyway, yes, apologies. Schedules this week have been crazy busy. Um, We've had two weddings. A funeral. Uh, We deep cleaned our house. You got sick. I had to go to a funeral. I got sick. Thomas is dog sitting, and so uh, there were two options. One was not record. Two was figure out a way to make it happen, and so we're figuring out a way to make it happen. That's what we're doing. We've got this episode. We're going to have another episode for tomorrow. Today is Friday. We'll have another another episode for tomorrow. Uh, This is weird because... My left ear is not working at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and it's really throwing me off Dude, here. I've got some wild feedback uh, going on. I don't have feedback. It's just my left ear is being weird. Also, uh, you might be able to hear this. You might not. I'm a, lot, I'm a lot further from the mic than normal. Yeah, this is... It's an odd setup. Yeah. It's a new setup. It's a different setup. It's a very temporary setup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Let us know. You'll get two episodes of this setup. Hopefully it's not horrible, but let us know if it is. Uh, but anyway, nonetheless, we're making it happen. We got an episode today, Friday, that'll be posted as soon as it gets done. And then we're recording another episode that'll be posted tomorrow. So you guys don't miss out on content, even though it might be a little late. Um but yeah, so what's our Wednesday pod? Even though it's not Wednesday, we got it's, a game. We got our no, NFL takes. We shifted. For the week. Yeah, but I thought Wednesday was still the game. Is it not? No, I think Wednesday is uh, what we noticed. Yeah, and then Friday is the uh, game and picks. Oh, okay, I just assumed we were keeping the game on Wednesday, but it may it doesn't make sense to do that. So <laughs> yeah. thank God you're smarter than me. So we're doing the game later. That we are. But right now, our takeaways from the NFL Week 4. You want to start us off or you want me to start us off? You know, I think you should start us off because I have a lot to say about one topic. I I can't imagine. I literally cannot imagine what that topic is. But I'm going to take a wild guess and go ahead and lead us into it. Um, C.J. Stroud might be the best quarterback that's ever played football ever. That's aggressive. Obviously. And obviously I'm being sarcastic. And it's Matt Canada's fault. But <laughs> C.J. Stroud, he has nothing to do with the Steelers' defense. I mean, in a roundabout, um, just stick with me for a second. In a way, he does. Okay? He because, does. no, no, stick he with doesn't. me. Stick with me. You're for- Listen, you're about to go on a diatribe about Matt Canada. Let me talk about C.J. Stroud. I, I will let you talk about C.J. Stroud. But let me just get this out there. Go. Okay? The defense can't be good if it's on the field for 50 out of 60 minutes a game. They were not on the field. For Obviously, minutes. that's hyperbolic. But at least 40 minutes, I guarantee you. I'm not, you I'm know not, talk, I don't know. You talk but, about C.J. Stroud. I'm a fact check. I'm going to see how long Houston's offense was out there compared. All right. All right. 
but yeah, CJ Stroud. In case you were not aware, CJ Stroud through four weeks. Uh, let me go ahead and pull up his statisticals you know, real quick. Really fast, the the, speci- the specificity of uh, who was on the field for how much time is really irrelevant to the grand scheme of things. Yeah, let me know. Let me hear it. I mean, it's irrelevant. Let me hear you know, it. Let's talk about how let great CJ Stroud is. Let me hear it. 32-35 to 27-25. Yeah, and see, that's the problem with Matt Canada is he was on the field for 27 minutes and could only score nine points or six, six points, points or whatever y'all scored. Six points. Uh, but C.J. Stroud, through six games – or through six games, through four games – 1,212 passing yards. Quick maths, that's 304 passing yards per game. Six touchdowns, zero interceptions. Did you hear that? Zero interceptions. I want you to take a wild guess, Thomas. How many quarterbacks have started the season? Not rookie quarterbacks. Quarterbacks ever Mm -hmm. have started a season through four games – Averaging over 300 yards a game and not throwing a single interception. Is this including C.J. Stroud? Uh, Yes. Three. Close. Six. He's the sixth player ever to do it. The other guys, and again, not as rookies in their entire career. Peyton Manning, the year he had the best quarterback season anyone has ever had. Okay. Drew Brees, one of his 5,000-yard seasons. Uh... Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, the year he won an MVP. And I'm forgetting the fifth guy. It might have been a Ben, a Ben year. Tony Romo. But uh the point no, it's it's a it's a it's a first ballot Hall of Fame. Brett guy. Favre. It's certainly not Brett Favre. I don't think he's ever gone a four game stretch without throwing a pick. I don't think he's ever gone um, a game stretch without throwing a pick. <laughs> but the point is, he's done something through four games that only five other quarterbacks have ever done, let alone rookies. He is on pace to not just beat, but shatter yeah. the rookie passing yards. Through four games, he is on pace for over 5,000 yards and not a single pick, which obviously is not sustainable. I, I don't know if there's ever been a full season without a pick thrown by a quarterback. Highly doubt that's going to happen. But I do think it's important to keep in mind He's doing this with rookie wide receiver Tank Dell and no one else. Uh, obviously, he's thrown to other people, but not... I mean, Nico Collins has been pretty good this year. Not phenomenal weapons. Uh, half of his offensive line are backups, and the rest of the team is hot garbage. And he has dang near willed his team to... Um, not dang near, straight up. A 20-point route over the Jacksonville Jaguars mm-hmm. and a massive 24-point victory over the one of the best coaches in the history of the National Football League in Mike Tomlin and has found himself tied for first place in the AFC South. Granted, also tied for fourth place, but nonetheless, C.J. Stroud has made me a believer in the Houston Texans. Yeah. Like, legitimate could easily win the... Uh, AFC South. Win the AFC South. And this team is rallying around him. We're seeing uh, former players just absolutely gushing over C.J. Stroud. He's playing absolutely phenomenal football, near-perfect football. He's tied for fourth currently in passing yards. He's tied for eighth currently in touchdown passes. 
Uh, he has, I think he's 10th or 11th in, in passer rating so far this year. He's a rookie. And what do we know as rookies as they go along a full season? They get better. They freaking get better, man. Yeah. And his team's going to get healthier, and hopefully they're going to make moves to put around get him. some more pieces in there. A lot of people roasted this team, ourselves included. Yeah. For their lack of addressing a lot of other issues, it looks like they addressed the one they needed. Yeah. And C.J. Stroud, I think, is surprising a lot of people as being far and away the best rookie quarterback so far in this uh, this past draft. But it also looks like they didn't really need to address other issues that we thought they did, like wide receiver, for example. Example? Example. Example. Tank Dell and Nico Collins are both playing very good uh, football. Nico Collins is 53 yards away from setting his career high. Jeez. In <laughs> uh, four games, he's got 22 receptions for 428 yards and three touchdowns. That's pretty good. He's already got a career high in touchdowns. His current career high in yards was when he went uh, last year, 37 receptions for 481 yards. Uh, things are gelling. And yeah. a lot of that's got to be with D'Amico Ryans, his impact. Dude, I yeah, I think D'Amico Ryans is is he's got the boys buzzing because this is not a largely different team from last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of the biggest differences, or the two biggest differences, are one C.J. Stroud and two D'Amico Ryans. Those two seem to be gelling, seem to be buzzing. This entire team, man, this Houston Texans team looks like a legitimate. Uh, I'm not going to say Super Bowl contender. He is a rookie quarterback. Like, let's not get crazy. But legitimate shot to win this division and make it to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Well, on the other – oh, holding on. If their defense can hold up. Yeah. I do think it is like – There's a lot of rookies on that defense. It's also – it's it's not hard to look like a good defense against Pittsburgh. I'm so sorry. I really I, – I hate to say that, but – Let's be honest. They've been one of the worst offenses in football this year. They've been one of the worst offenses um, in football the last three years. Yeah. So it's not hard to look like a good defense against them. Quarterbacks have a bad day. Offenses have a bad day. That could be explained uh, as far as the Jacksonville game goes. And their defense looked horrendous. Yeah. Uh, both in week two against the Colts as well as week one. Uh, and so I, I do think – their defense has to get better, and they have, and it looks like they will continue to. Uh, so, again, let's not crown them yet, but this team looks potentially dangerous. I want to take a moment to talk about the app formerly known as Tinder. Not Tinder. Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> listen, listen, man. You ain't, ain't got to. It wasn't that funny. Okay. The app formerly known as Tinder. Thomas. Those are similar words. Thomas. What? Thomas. Yes. Please, for the love of God, touch a woman. That's all I got. That's Continue. You, you touch a woman. Continue. Is that the, the title of our episode? The app formerly known as Tinder? It is now. Uh, one of the worst things you can do as a athlete or someone who works in athletics is to make a burner account. Uh, and it appears that I disagree. It appears that Matthew Canada has made a burner account. I disagree. I love his burner account at Danny Football seventy seven. Uh, there's only twelve replies, no tweets, just replies. 
all coming to the defense of Matt Canada. Now, if, if very obviously stuff that your average football fan wouldn't know, stuff yeah. that most analysts wouldn't know, very obviously Mad Canada. <laughs> yeah, uh, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you are a professional athlete or a coach, and for some reason you're listening to this podcast, and you get the idea to make a burner account, please do it. Your first twenty tweets should have nothing to do with you. Also. If you're like, man, I would love to make a burner account, but I don't want to get caught, just send them to us. They're hilarious. Yeah. Just yeah. just send write out a tweet, send it to us. Yeah. Just take a screenshot. Just don't screen post grab it. Of it. Yeah. Send it this way. Sorry, a post on X. Uh so normally we would say allegedly. This is allegedly <laughs> Matt Cannon. And it is allegedly. Let's let's put that out I there. I think I think there's a limit to the allegedly. The fact of the matter is We have is, to add allegedly. We don't want to get sued. Oh, Granted, man. Canada's never going to hear this. That Well, yeah, that's because he can't hear anything other than the enormous amount of booze that rain on him 24-7 a day. And if you ask me, it's not enough. Hashtag Fire Canada. Fire Canada. This man, I have never once seen someone run a prevent offense before. But this man does it. The, according to the statistics... When the Steelers are under center, it is a run 90% of the time. Real quick. The way you just said the statistics reminds me of, are you the criminals from the statistics from New Girl? Oh, yeah. Um, we have, we have cri- this neighborhood has criminals? Criminals that warrant statistics? Are you the criminals? Such a great show. From the statistics? So much better than Friends. Don't. But, Thomas. Anyways, we're talking about things that matter. Listen, dude, when you... We're on a podcast. Yeah. Us being... Like, Skip Bayless is is crazy, right? He Mm -hmm. says stuff that is ridiculous and stupid. He did not get his job that he currently has by doing that. He had to start off by doing legitimate... Like, having legitimate take. Like, you have to show some sort of competency... I think I just in did. order to move up the ladder. So um, when you say things like "New Girl is so much better than Friends," that level of incompetency is holding back our podcast. Okay, I would count. So I would just I would just go ahead and be more careful about what you say, and let's go ahead and move on to Matt Canada and this historically horrific Steelers offense. I would counter. Don't no continue that, that level of content. Nope. Con- can't even say the word competence. That's because so. Matt Canada has me so <laughs> mad. Okay? Matt Canada's incompetence is rubbing off. 80% or... it's Steelers fans. I might be getting these numbers flipping. Well, why am I trying to guess it when I have the article pulled up here? This this apothecary table has a drawer. What? Ap- Sorry. Apothecary? That's what this is. What's an apothecary even mean? It's, uh, an apothecary table is like an old table for like medicine and stuff. So they often have like drawers and compartments and stuff like okay. that. So it makes sense, but it's it's just nifty. Okay. I, I I fidget and discover things. Go. When under center, the Steelers run the ball ninety percent of the time. Okay. When in shotgun, the Steelers pass the ball eighty percent of the time. Okay. Sixty percent of Kenny Pickett's passes are outside the numbers. What does that mean? That means on the outside perimeter of the field. So outside of the pocket, you could have said. Oh, that's the that's the terminology used by Warren. Sapp. Oh, 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 oh. 
You mean the receivers are outside of the numbers. I thought you were talking about Kenny Pickett himself. No, 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 no. So I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Uh, My bad. I was thinking the wrong this thing. Is, this is a bad offense. Yep. You ha- there's hardly any play action that is done. There's a problem when Antonio Brown makes sense. There's a problem when Antonio CTE Brown makes logical sense. Now, here's the thing, right? Mike Tomlin at the end of last week said this was abhorrent. This product was terrible. Changes are coming. Everyone thought they knew what that meant because it's not the defense's fault that they're out there all the time. Except we've just proved that Shut they're up. not. All right, okay. It's but. not Chris Boswell's fault, even though he's made 100% of his kicks this year, even though Matt Canada would like to say it's – or, I'm sorry, Danny Football <laughs> would like to say that it's Chris Boswell's fault. Danny as Football well, would as, also say it's the offense's fault, and as it's well, Kenny Pickett's fault, and it's Mike Tomlin's fault. As well as Mike Tomlin's fault. Bro, okay, <laughs> here's the other thing. Burner 101. Don't call out the person who has direct influence on whether or not you keep your job. Okay? That's a that's a given. Okay? You're telling me Mike Tomlin can lead a team quarterbacked by Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges to eight wins, and he's the problem? Yeah. With Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, and Najee Harris averaging four points a game? You think Mike Tomlin's the problem? Yeah. Oh! I'm, okay, continue. I'm and sorry. then let's talk about the play calling, because it makes no sense. Fourth Stupid. and one. Yeah. Okay, listen, I have been on... Naj is averaging six car- six yards per carry this game, too. Yeah, yeah. He was actually yeah. not worthless. Yeah. Uh, and I think I, I after seeing these numbers, I'm moving off of the Naj as a bust because half the time Naj gets the ball, he's running to the outside. Here's the thing. Naj is not a fast guy. That's not his thing. He is a power guy. You push him right up the middle and yeah. he can get you a yard. Yeah. Like you call a shotgun play on fourth and one. Mind you, at this point in Naj's career, He's like 11 of 11 on third and fourth and one runs, which one is way too few. Yeah. But two, I also get it because this team never has anything less than third and 20. <laughs> you call a shotgun option play and the, the primary wide receiver, I saw Ryan Clark break it down. The primary wide receiver, it's an option route. So what that means is the wide receiver has three choices and he chooses one based on what he reads from the cornerback guarding him. So it's got to be a quick play, one. Two, you don't know where the wide receiver is going. Three, that was a, I guess, pseudo play action pass. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Hand the ball to Naj. Don't put Kenny Pickett in that position to get his knee destroyed, which somehow he avoided any major injuries. I don't know how because knees don't bend that way. I just, it, I, it hurts me. It pains me. Never once have I been like, we should bring in Ben Roethlisberger to call plays. Now I'm starting to think, you know what? It can't be worse because since Matt Canada has been in Pittsburgh, the Steelers have the... 32nd ranked offense across the board in three years across the board. I'm talking passing yards per game, rushing yards per game, touchdowns, first downs, turnovers, 32nd, 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 32nd. And you want to act like you're not the problem? Screw you, dude. 
I wish everybody on that team had the energy that Chris Boswell had after the Raiders win. Bro! You see you see Matt Canada and Mike Tomlin embrace. That was such a funny video. And, you know, smack on the backs. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you see Chris Boswell walking back. It ain't because of you. I can guarantee you that much. That so and you know funny. what? Shifting gears back to Danny Football. That loser. Because if he's not Matt Canada, he is a bona fide loser. No, if he's not Matt Canada, he's just an idiot. If he is Matt Canada, he's just an idiot. You're telling me. Like, okay, first off, I, again, out my train of thought derailed. I'm pulling it back so that I can launch it forward. One of the tweets directly calls out Mike Tomlin and Chris Boswell. First of all, calling out Chris Boswell makes no sense. Not, not a lick. He's the, he accounts for more offense than your offense does, buddy, and that's just the numbers. It doesn't make sense until you see that clip. Then it makes sense why you're calling out the best point producer on the team this year. Yep. It also doesn't – he calls out he's, – he's talking about George Pickens and how he's so involved, just as involved as C.D. Lamb. The fact of the matter is George Pickens is the 32nd most targeted wide receiver this year. That's that came from you. But – and C.D. Lamb is also targeted around there. That means neither of these players are involved enough in their offense. That's all that means. But Mike Tomlin says Matt Canada is here to stay. Mike, I got news for you, and I hope to God somehow you hear this clip. If you do not fire Matt Canada, you're the one who's going to get fired. I love it when you get mad. It's so fun for me. You can't stick by the embodiment of an incompetent three-year-old calling plays when you've only won three playoff games in the last 10 years, and they were against Matt Moore, some dude and some dude. A.J. McCarron, Matt Moore, and some other backup quarterback. You have been riding the coattails of your first Super Bowl. You have not had a losing season, which to his credit is incredible. But the fact of the matter is, is he's only won a playoff game in four of his seasons as a head coach for the Steelers. That can't be true. I didn't think it was true, but guess what? That can't be true. Apparently, those are the numbers. Holy cow. Yeah. I think, or, you know, I actually do think that stat omits the Super Bowl year. Oh, okay. Like, since he won the Super okay. Bowl. Okay, okay, okay. I was about to say, that can't be true. Uh, but the <laughs> fact of the matter is, is, Mike, I love you. I, I get upset whenever I hear Steeler fans crapping on Mike Tomlin. But the fact of the matter is, is if you don't make the hard decision here, he's going to drag you down with him. For the record, I think a three-year-old looking at a play sheet and be like, I like those colors, might be better than Matt Canada. Yeah, because, uh, you know, occasionally he'd call something different than a jet sweep or a slant or an RPO that's not really an RPO. It's just a really quick pass to the same wide receiver who is also running a slant. What about? Fake Tanaj into a slant. I hate you so much. <laughs> Do you understand that? Do you understand that? <laughs> Man, that's fun. I like Sports I enjoy. Are better when the historically good teams are good. Listen, man, I agree. The NBA is better than when the Lakers are good. 
I agree. The MLB is better when the Red Sox and the Yankees are good. Disagree. That's because you hate the Red Sox. Be objective. The MLB the NHL, is better when the when the Red Sox suck. The NHL is better. When also, the, the Red Sox aren't historically good. Yeah, yeah. The Red Sox didn't go to the whatever. Po- the Yankees the and Dodgers for like seventy years. The MLB is better when the Yankees and Dodgers are. There good. you go. Is I that agree. better? Yes. The NHL is better when there's multiple original six teams that are good. Yeah. And the NFL is at its best when the Steelers, the Patriots, the 49ers, and the Cowboys are all good. And the Colts. And the Colts. I said historically good. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Colts. Just because you wasted all but two years of Peyton Manning's career doesn't make you historically good. Uh, uh, do you know how many teams have multiple Super Bowls? I'd say the majority. Less than half. Really? Yes. So we're in the top half of the teams historically. Do y'all have multiple Super Bowls? Yeah, baby. Oh uh, wait, oh yeah, unite us in Baltimore. Amen, brother. The the fact of the matter is, is Matt Canada should be put on trial for crimes against humanity from how atrociously <laughs> terrible this uh, effort is. Here's another stat for you. I got this from Stephen A. Since Matt Canada has taken over. The Steelers have had zero 400-yard games. Do you know what that that puts them, guess what, 32nd. Do you know how many 400-yard games 31 has had? Five. Four. 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 Yikes. And that's not just passing. That's total offense. Yeah. 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 You know what that tells me? That tells me. I mean, but. That tells me that a incompetent, offensive coordinator or an incompetent GM team whatever can throw together a product that has a 400 yard games but somehow Matt Canada can't that is beyond his realm of possibilities what because he had a good year in LSU and Joe Burrow carried him to success screw you dude then you go to Maryland then you get your dream job coaching quarterbacks for Pittsburgh and then you get promoted to the OC Congrats. You somehow got lucky for one season, and it propelled you into the NFL. Hold on. How did him coaching quarterbacks in Pittsburgh get in the OC job? Uh, Because the Steelers... Name a good quarterback that Pittsburgh has had since 2015 Ben Roethlisberger. That's that's the traditional trajectory for the Steelers OC. The Steelers are one of those franchises that only hires from within. Tomlin wasn't from within. He wasn't, but that's because of Cowher. Cower told Cower told the Roonies, you guys need an influx of something different, yeah. something new. Yeah. I love my guys, but we need something new, a breath of fresh air into this franchise. That's why they got Tomlin, yeah. who had a former Super Bowl with the Bucks and was doing great things with Minnesota as their defensive coordinator. So outside of that, that's the Steelers' shtick is they hire from within. So if you become the quarterback coach for the Steelers, odds are when the job opens up for OC, that's who they're going to go with. Yeah. That's what happened with Todd Haley, Randy Fickner. Like, the the there is an established pattern. And Matt Canada is going to take a dump on whoever else wants to become the OC from being the quarterback's coach because the Rooney should never consider that path again from how atrociously horrendous Matt Canada is. Listen, man, I agree. That was a long rant about Matt Canada. That's because he's horrendous. I think it was personally pretty disrespectful. 
It wasn't um, disrespectful enough. I think Matt Canada is one of the brightest offensive minds this league has ever seen. Matt so Canada? So I'm going to need you to pull it back. Matt Canada is less useless than – more useless than an air fryer at the bottom of the ocean. Dude, I'm just saying you can't blame Matt Canada for Kenny Pickett throwing picks. Matt Canada you is can't. more useless than a blame. swimming pool on the moon. Hey, he has gotten George Pickens just as many targets as CeeDee Lamb, okay? Matt Canada – isn't even as useful as an igloo on the sun. Matt Canada is one of the best offensive He should minds. be barred from even watching football I don't the rest know, of his life. I don't know that anything has been more beneficial to the Pittsburgh Steelers organization in its history than Matt Canada. I can't believe that you cussed in that segment more than I did. I can't either. Um, no, yeah, Matt Canada sucks. But we went from the AFC South to the AFC North. So, obviously, our next logical step. Well, we should have started in the East. Back to the AFC South. The Indianapolis Colts going to the Super Bowl. Uh, and this They're is coming off a loss. The AFC South. This, is coming in, this is coming off a loss. Uh, but I saw good things in this loss. Let me explain. First of all, uh, we saw Anthony Richardson get hit. I think that was scary for yeah. a lot of Colts fans because we saw him get hit in week one slash two. I can't remember which one, uh, two. Yeah, we yeah. saw him get hit in week two, and he left the game with an injury. Uh, we saw him get knocked over, not even hit, in week three, um, and he left with an injury. No. Scratch that. We saw him get hit in week one, leave with an injury, we saw him get knocked over and not even hit in week two, leave with an injury, and miss the next week. And so when we saw him coming back in week four, I think we were all nervous. I know I was nervous about seeing him get hit. We saw him got hit, and he got back up. Uh, he played decent football. It was not phenomenal. It was not perfect. But just like C.J. Stroud, like just like I said with C.J. Stroud, I think as the season goes, he is going to do nothing but get better. Uh, and I also think it's a very important – uh, for a rushing quarterback, which Anthony Richardson is obviously proficient in, um, that they have a complimentary run game. And um, Jonathan Taylor is back, and Zach Moss has been playing great football. So when you have a tandem like Jonathan Taylor, who hopefully is still very good, and then Zach Moss, who's playing very good football, and then you add the additional threat of Anthony Richardson as a rushing quarterback, I think you're in good shape. Also taking into account that as a rookie, he has an over 60% completion percentage. Uh, he can also throw the ball really well. He's only thrown one interception this year. Uh, and granted, he did miss a game, and he missed part of a game in week two. Uh, but nonetheless, um, he seems to have as many or as good – not as – I'm not going to say as good because um, he's only played four, three games. Uh, but he's shown – the potential to have just as good a rushing capability as a guy like Justin Fields, but the difference is he can actually throw the football, um, unlike Justin Fields. Right. Um, despite his last couple of games, don't. This is quite literally the best he is ever going to look, uh, in my opinion. And watch last night's game. We'll talk about it either in this pod or the next one. It was not good. Uh, he played okay. He made a couple of passes. He missed more than a couple of passes yeah. that he very clearly should have made. But nonetheless, um, the thing that I liked most about this game is going into half, 
We were losing 23 to nothing. We took this game to overtime, tied to 23. Yeah. Our defense was able to make stops. Our very young offense was able to show resiliency. Shane Steichen didn't get um, – what's the word I'm looking for? He didn't freeze under pressure. Anthony Richardson did not freeze under pressure. Zach Moss did not freeze under pressure. Our defense came up massive, 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 massive in the second half. And we did, again, end up losing. The Rams got the ball first to start overtime. They ended up scoring. We did end up losing the game. I understand that. Um, but nonetheless – I think this team is young. We are getting back at his best, at his healthiest, one of the best running backs in the National Football League. Uh, Anthony Richardson, it's only assumed he's going to get better as the season goes. I don't think we're winning the Super Bowl this year. That was obviously, I was, I was being hyperbolic. But this game showed me a lot. I know they say there's no such thing as moral victories. I, I disagree with that. I think you can take positive things out of losses. Um, and I am certainly taking positive things out of this loss. I think we showed a lot of potential. Now, we should never go down 23 nothing again, right? Right. But we have shown that our, our defense can hold. We have shown that our offense, when facing adversity, can still show up and perform. Uh, we have shown that good things are possible with this very young Colts offense. I think Shane Steichen uh, has ushered in a really good culture over there in Indianapolis. I think there's a lot of hope. There's a lot of belief. I have a lot of hope. I have a lot of belief. Um, I think this AFC South is a lot better than a lot of people thought it was going to be, including myself. I thought the Titans were going to be terrible. I thought the Texans were going to be terrible. I thought even the Colts were not going to be as good as I really think they are. And I think Jacksonville is going to bounce back. And so um, I really think, I, I, I really, really think that this team, I, 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 am, I am more excited as a Colts fan than I have been since 2019, right before Andrew Luck retired. I'm hyped. You should be. I'm you should hyped. be. So we went from the AFC South yep. to the AFC North. Yep. Back to the AFC South. So naturally, we're, we're going, going back to the, to the AFC, AFC West. North. Oh. Uh, just briefly retouching on Matt Canada. God! My but it's not even Matt Canada. It's more. <laughs> it almost so, made me cuss on. again. <laughs> Come on! We just talked about that for 17 minutes. Just calm down. Okay? Calm down. You just went on a 17 minute Just rant calm down. About Matt Canada. I would be done by now. I'm just saying. Listen, hold on, real quick. Did Maria also touch up your beard? Yes. It looks phenomenal. Yeah, so, okay. I, I noticed this, the hair. I have this your like, beard looks great. thing going on right now. Your beard looks great. And she did this like fade up the side of my head, yeah. and then she did a reverse fade on my beard so that it goes like longer, shorter, 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 longer, longer, longer. I understand how the reverse fade works. Yes. Yeah, well, like you also can see it, whereas yeah. they can't. Um, dude, it looks so good. Dude, it does. I'm very I just, I haven't looked at you for this long since you got a cut. Yeah. Um, and it's, I just, so I just noticed it. it looks phenomenal. Uh, no, but, uh, I'm wearing an Apple watch. Yeah, me too. Uh, the Apple watch monitors your heart rate. Yeah. Um, during, I looked at it <laughs> at the end of like, after you started talking about the Colts. I turned that off, man. I'm too fat for that. I was to down monitored. to 55. That was my heart rate. Yeah. I looked at it during my rant. 280. 131. God. Bless America, bro. Speaking, Matt Canada is gonna kill me. 
Speaking of Apple devices, <laughs> did you hear about the Amish community? No, I know that there's a group of people who are like smuggling iPhones <laughs> into Amish communities. There were thousands, thousands of Amish people who were shunned on Thursday because of the massive like oh, nationwide no. alert that went out. And so literally thousands of Amish people across the country oh, were shunned no. from their communities for being exposed for having iPhones. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny. They were shunned out of their communities. Yeah, it's not, no, it's, it's sad, not funny. But it's also funny. But clearly they didn't really want to be Amish. You know what I mean? So it's probably good for them in the long run. I don't but like get into like the... You know, the if you still want to be culty but able to have a phone, there's plenty of places you can go. Yeah, no, but like also like I don't know, dude. Like I understand, like, and I respect Amish's beliefs in the sense of like, you know, we don't like technology, and I appreciate the commitment. But also, maybe one of you should have a phone in case like bad things are happening. Well, they also don't believe in doctors. I mean, listen, I I believe in doctors, and I think you're a quack if you don't, but. I respect the commitment. One of you should have a, a phone for dangerous weather alerts, uh, any, like, public safety thing. Like, but, like, the Amish, if they say they got an alert about weather, they wouldn't go anywhere. Well, that's just dumb. They're Amish, dude. That doesn't mean they're dumb. But that means they rely on themselves and the earth. Yeah, well, and the Jesus. Earth- the earth has a funny way of swatting people out of existence. Yeah, there's a reason we evolved and they haven't. I mean, fair enough. I shouldn't say evolved. I should say industrialized and yeah. they haven't. Uh, no, but actually transitioning NFC South. The Carolina Panthers, a report has come out that they're looking to add a wide receiver one. Now, I don't know what that looks like. Because I don't know many teams who are willing to trade away a wide receiver one. Yeah, but a wide receiver one on Carolina is not necessarily. I think a wide they're looking for one. a guy, though. Yeah, but like, I, I think they're looking for a guy like a Christian Kirk. I think they want a T. Higgins. But see, but here, but here's what I mean by Christian Kirk. Yeah. Um, they're looking for a guy who uh, is young and who is the wide receiver three on his team like Christian Kirk was on Arizona. Yeah. Who they believe can come in and put up 1400 yards and 12 touchdowns like Christian Kirk did his first year. Yeah. In Jacksonville. I uh, think that's the kind of guy they're looking for because you're right. Who's going to trade away T Higgins? Who's going to trade away Jalen Waddle? You know, you know who's going to trade away Devontae gonna... Smith, right? Like yeah. I I think they should have tried to trade for Trace Claypool because they could have Tra- gotten Trace him Claypool. Trace Claypool, yeah. Trace Claypool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Um. Because they could have gotten him for nothing. I mean, yeah. they missed, Miami got him for nothing. They missed the chase. They could have gotten him. They could have gotten him for nothing. They could have. And and that's like he has the potential to be something, especially with a guy like Adam Thielen, who's not necessarily able to be that but something more that of they a mentor need, type role. But can you? You said it earlier today. He has a work issue, like a work ethic issue. If anyone's going to bust a guy into shape, it's going to be a veteran guy like Adam Thielen who's played in highly efficient offenses who can help mold this still young wide receiver like Chase Claypool 
and show him the value of hard work, show him the, a reason to stay in this league. Because right now, Chase Claypool's on his way out. I think them trying to make a trade for Claypool would have been very beneficial for them, uh, but they missed their chance. Obviously, if you haven't heard, Claypool is now a Miami Dolphin. Uh, and Randy Gregory is now a 49er. Yeah. Just knocked out both trades. One fell swoop. Heck yeah. Uh, no. I don't but, get that for Miami, by the way. I mean, I, I kind of. like. You have the most stacked offense in the league. Why, like? But why not make it potentially better for free? You know? Uh, the fair. other thing about care, like, they need to do something. They are, their big off-season addition was Miles Sanders, which a lot of people were expecting, but still a little surprised when he left the door or left the Philly. Phil, left the Eagles. Left the Philly. He left the Philly. Bro, have you seen those new Zaxby's commercials to their fried chicken Philly? Yeah. It's so funny. They're like, oh, you're going to love this unless you're from Philadelphia or which, trigger warning for all Philadelphians. Like the, my favorite, the warnings about Philadelphia. My favorite is the one where like Philadelphians have a lot of things to say about yeah. this. Yeah. Unfortunately, we can't air them because of their inappropriateness. Yeah. I love it, dude. Um, no plan into it. Anyway. I hate this, not just from Miles Sanders, but also just running backs in general. Because like the big thing on running backs is like yes money but also term and miles sanders was the guy who was given term this offseason he signed yeah. a five by five which again the money is horrendous on that for a starting running back but he averages less than three yards a carry this season yeah he's at 2.9 i believe his numbers he's got like 30 carry 27 carries no that's 54 bad. carries okay. for 158 yards and one touchdown and one fumble uh, but that you say, but Thomas, calm down. Miles Sanders partly functions as a great value version of Christian McCaffrey when it's working. He's a big receiving guy as well as a rushing guy. Well, here's the thing. He's got 15 receptions for 81 yards, zero touchdowns. This is, not, this is not working out well for Bryce Young. It's not working out well for the Panthers, and it's not working out well for the other running backs in the league. Yeah. Like, this is an all-around fail, and yeah. you don't have your first-round pick next year. So you need to figure out something to not gift-wrap the Bears the first overall pick. First and second. The first and second. Yeah, especially with Houston's resurgence. Uh, but in Arizona, also, like, what are we doing here? I mean, they're 1-3. and three. Let's not. Yeah, but they've looked good. Yeah. They've looked – or not good, but they've looked a lot – Chicago, Although this they've looked week, a lot better than Chicago has. This week, they made me look like an idiot. That, yeah, yeah. But it's okay. I do that myself a lot. So I, 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 I'm left wondering, how do you acquire a wide receiver one? You don't have the draft capital. Nope. You're not you don't a, have the pieces to trade. You don't, you don't have the pieces to trade. You're you don't not have the a, depth to trade, even if you right. had the pieces. Uh, you're, you're not a premier destination. No. So how, how – I've heard great things about Raleigh, North Carolina. I have too, but players want to win. Yep. Or they want the at least the ability to be like, yeah, I thought we could win. Like you have to be a certain level. You know what I mean? And and like you said about their first round pick, it doesn't belong to them anymore. So it's not like they can get a guy in the draft next year, Dude. at least not in the first round. So Marvin Harrison Jr. is not going to be there. Like, I understand at this point is mute and void without that trade because they don't have Bryce Young. This, it's what? Mute and void. Mute and void? Yeah. First of all, I think the word you're looking for is moot. And second of all, 
that the the term is null and void. Same thing. Uh, and and the word you're looking for that means like it's falls on deaf ears. That it's moot, not mute. Mute means without sound. Exactly. What I'm saying has no volume. If they don't have <laughs> a lot of what you say has no volume, my guy. Hey, calm down. <laughs> calm down. You know what does have volume though? What's that? Your hair. Great job, Maria. Thank. Yeah, dude, she's amazing. She doesn't listen to the podcast. She used to. She I don't think she does anymore. I uh, love that woman. She's awesome. She's amazing. That's our friend's mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My future uh, wife. My future wife. Don't. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. We'll fight. Hear me out. Thrapple. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, I just, I don't see what the Panthers are going to do here. Uh, people already talk about you and I enough. We can't be in a thruple together, dude. No, no absolutely not. <laughs> that cannot happen. I don't think, like, like okay, I had an, mm. I had an opportunity out of thruple. So, yeah, so I heard. And uh, I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could either, man. Like, it's so and, comfy. And it's not because I think it's a horrible lifestyle. You know, you do you. Yeah. I just, I get jealous. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I am not. How like, am I supposed to compare to a yeah. woman? Yeah. Women are amazing. Yeah. How am I supposed to stack up to that? Yeah. I Absolutely. Can't. I can't. Yeah. I'm like, like, objectively speaking, God made women more beautiful than, the, than men. Like, I agree. I can't. I can't be in direct competition with that for the rest of my life. Listen, I agree. Also, how does marriage work in a throuple? I don't know. I don't think it does legally. Utah. I don't think polygamy is legal in Utah. I thought Mormons could have multiple wives. Not anymore. Oh. Also, the Mormon Church like like disavows it now. Uh, Hindu, Hindu is the Church of Jesus Christ and Latter Day Saints. I don't think Hindus are poly polygamous. I know. Or what's the religion in India? I mean, there's a lot of religions in India. The the dominant one, the, probably Hindi or Taoism or something like that. There's a religion in India that where you can have multiple wives. Because we knew someone in Pulaski who had like two or three wives legally because of his religion. So you're gonna convert? I mean, listen, <laughs> all options are on the table. <laughs> oh man. Well, you know what is a great matrimony? A great pairing, a great marriage, uh, if you will. Yeah, what? Did you not know what matrimony means? No, I knew. I just Have was... you ever seen The Princess Bride? It's been not, not enough to quote any single line from it. That's sad. You should watch it more. It's a phenomenal film. That's what everyone says. That's because it's true. Do you not like The Princess Bride? I just, uh, don't even answer that question. I don't Don't like answer it. the question. Just stop. What's a great matrimony, a great marriage, a great pairing? Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen. Oh. Uh, Josh Allen looks nothing short of abysmal in the very first game of the year against yeah. the Aaron Rodgersless New York Jets. Uh, he looked terrible and gift wrapped at the Jets. So far, their only win of the season. What? I don't know. I was you just, just asking for confirmation. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Super off. <laughs> Super off. Uh, we're at 47 minutes, if that's what you were uh, asking. No. Okay. So for those of you who are very confused, which is likely the majority of you, David and I communicate via during the podcast via hand signals. Sometimes, though, I am dumb and cannot digest them in an appropriate amount of time. So I have to ask him to throw them up against or up to me again. 
and it's just like listen it works 90 percent of the time yes i'd say 99 percent of the time 97 i'll take 97 there you go that seems appropriate i agree Anyway, uh, again, first week of the year, Josh Allen looked terrible, gift-wrapped the New York Jets, uh, their only win of the season, which After is... After losing Aaron Rodgers. Also, it's not their only win of the season anymore. Is it still? What Did they... Uh, I think it is. Let me check. Yes, it is, because they almost beat the Chiefs and they lost. It is their only win of the year. It is. Um, one <clears throat> but since then, weeks two, three, and four, Josh Allen has been the best Josh Allen we have ever seen. Josh Allen has completed like 79% of his passes. Yeah. He has been unbelievable. Stefan Diggs has been unbelievable. This Buffalo team has been unbelievable and has legitimately be- like become my Super Bowl favorite. Yeah. And I I obviously knew they were they were great. I didn't think that week one was what they were going to be. I knew they'd bounce back, and they did. Weeks two and three, phenomenal. I knew it. Uh, the offense was looking great. I knew it. Like I, I, I was not surprised. Nothing had surprised me so far. The, the week one loss surprised me. Uh, the week two and week three games did not surprise me. I figured they'd bounce back. I figured they'd be great. But they blew the doors off the Miami Dolphins. The best offense the league had seen so far. Blew the absolute doors. The guys who just put 70 on uh, the Denver Broncos. Beat them by 28 points. Beat them by four touchdowns. Blew the doors off the Miami Dolphins. Josh Allen posting a, you know... Very mediocre. 21 of 25 for 320 yards and four touchdowns. No big deal. Really fast. No big deal. Really fast. If he didn't do any of that, if he didn't do any of that, the game is still tied 20 to 20. Can you imagine picking the making a bold prediction that the Bills would win that game after the Miami Dolphins performance and then being right i can't i can't because i because i didn't i did i did not yeah uh you did you did, did indeed uh you also kicked my booty this week and we'll but get to we'll that, get that next we'll episode. get to that uh at the next episode still on the but, bills um yeah i mean i'm i'm done basically i was just i mean the the buffalo bills have immediately become based on the last three weeks my super bowl favorites and maybe that's reactionary i'm sure it is um, but the Buffalo Bills, man, Stephon Diggs and, and Josh Allen seem to squash whatever beef existed or fake beef existed yeah. or whatnot. They oh. looked phenomenal. Um, I think I think I was right that Patrick Mahomes will not win the MVP this year. I was wrong in saying it was Joe Burrow. Give it to Josh Allen right now. I mean, listen, Kirk's still playing pretty good. I mean, look at C.J. Stroud, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, while we're talking about the Bills, I just want to point something up. I want to pat myself on the back a little bit. Do it. Because uh, a lot of people said I was crazy last season when I mentioned my belief in James Cook. You are crazy. Uh, especially after in his rookie season, he dropped 56, not dropped, he had 56 carries, 296 yards, and one touchdown. Uh, he's looking like a guy, though. 
for the Bills, and they've needed a guy at running back. This season so far, oh, wait, no, that's his, that's his numbers this year. My bad, my bad. I read that wrong. ESPN's got their stats in a weird order. Uh, last season, he had 89 carries for 507 yards. This year so far, 56 carries, 296 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, he's also got 11 receptions, 115 yards. He's a little spark plug for this offense. Yeah, I mean, this week... I kind of messed up my whole point, though, by misreading the stats. Yeah, this week he also play. carried the ball 12 times and had less than 30 yards for 2.4 yards carry. Oh, yeah, and his well, first touchdown of the season. Maybe let's maybe let's hold the brakes on James guy. Cook's a good guy. He's a guy. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he's a good guy, but like a, a guy. He is a guy. I mean... I stake... Probably not. Football knowledge on the fact that James Cook is a guy. Well, I think you've repeatedly shown that you don't have a lot of that. So, well, you know, um, we don't got to get into what? the semantics of it all. All right. Anyway, um, your next, your next point. Uh, well, you know, I think it's only fitting that since we just talked about the Dolphins, yeah, we talk about the Broncos. I don't understand why that's. Fi- oh, because they just Vance Joseph should be fired. You can't I mean, get seventy dropped on you by albeit a really exciting and possibly the best offense in football right now. And then the next week, have Justin Fields look like the reincarnation of Tom Brady against you. You can't let that happen. I agree. Uh, Tom, not Tom. Definitely <laughs> not Tom. Uh, the Broncos should be counting their lucky stars that they were somehow able to come back. They did get sacked four times. They did sack him four times. Yeah, and I'll admit he's pretty slippery. He's pretty quick. But uh, he was 28 of 35 335 yards and four touchdowns. Granted, there was one pick, too. But a like, pick that ended the game, so the defense came in clutch. Yeah, but these numbers should be reversed. He should have had one touchdown, four interception. The man is allergic to throwing to open wide receivers. Yep. You can't let this happen after you get 70 dropped on you. Listen, man, I agree. This is like Van, like I like Vance Joseph as a coach. And it pains me to say this, but he's the Matt Canada of defense. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Oh, you know, after, I wouldn't go that far. Listen, listen. He's listen. not outright losing their team games. Well, you know, honestly, okay, I just feel like such a crazy person. You are. But there was a point last week where I was like, can the NFL open an investigation into Matt Canada? Can we see if he's betting? <laughs> can we see if he's betting against the Steelers? Listen, man, I... I wouldn't be surprised. Like, like I know that's so hyperbolic, dude, but watch the film. It's bad. I wouldn't be surprised. I legitimately don't understand how this guy still has a job. I don't either. And, like, like I, I know that the Steelers have only fired, like, one coach in the franchise's history midseason. And I also understand that firing him midseason isn't really going to change. Hey, if they've done it once, that means lot. there's precedent. There right? is precedent. But I, and I understand that firing him now isn't really going to change a whole lot in terms of like the play callings because you can't change offenses in the middle of a season. But like maybe we could like. It feels like our playbook has five plays. I don't know why you can't though, when your offense is quite literally the worst in the league. I don't know why you can't. It, it's just it, it's literally when there's only thirty-two teams and you are thirty-two. Yeah. It literally cannot get worse. So I don't know why you can't change it. Uh, I think it's because it's too much to. I don't think there's such thing. That's what I'm saying. I don't think if they quite literally got 11 new offensive starters. Yeah. Their offense could not be worse. I think they would have an easier time changing offenses if they had a mass replace of starters because it's not just like, like that. Like you're throwing a whole new playbook at players and 
being like, hey, learn this in a week, you know? Like, that's a tall order. Now, I think that maybe in more of the realm of possibility is to work in a new formation that incorporates more play action, more something that's not a slant or an outside run or an outside pass. Like, you know, there's a whole middle of the field that's pretty electric. And I'm sorry, I'm shifting back to the Steelers, but I got one last thing to say on the outside run thing. (laughs) The reason why I was so hype on Jalen Warren and why you've heard me number numerous times say, hey, Jalen Warren might be the starter is the offense is like the way we run the football is more suited for a running back with Jalen Warren's speed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a running back with that, with those burners running to the outside works. Najee, he's just not fast. He's like Le'Veon Bell wasn't fast. He was pretty slow compared to running backs. He yeah. got caught from behind so many times. It was infuriating, but he was also busting out 50-yard runs, so it was a little more tolerable. You can't do that if you're not putting Naj in the right situations to succeed. I'm a big proponent of I think any team on any season can be good. You just have to utilize your players in the correct fashion, and that's ultimately the big challenge of coaching. And Matt Canada is doing the exact opposite of that. But I'm about to get started again, so we need to shift gears. Well, um, my last thing, and it'll probably be the last thing for the pod. Yeah. Um, there are two teams that I can't put a finger on. Like on if they're good or bad? Yeah. These two teams are have been incredibly inconsistent this season. They've looked horrible in games. Can I take a stab at And it? they've looked great in games. And I don't know which one it is. Yes, you can take a stab. Is Green Bay one of them? They are not. Okay, okay, okay. Falcons? No. Okay. The Falcons haven't looked great in a single game. Okay, 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 okay. Titans. The Tennessee Titans are one of those teams. And uh, The Titans have lost two games. They've won two games. The two games they have won have been against the Chargers and the Bengals, two of the top three highest-paid quarterbacks in the National Football League. Yeah, but the Bengals are playing like pre-Joe Burrow Bengals this season. Yeah, and that's with Joe Burrow starting every game. But I think Joe Burrow should not have been playing yet. I agree. That's my belief. So, like, yeah, the Bengals look bad. I just, like, what? But the Titans, they've looked horrible, and they've looked great. Like, it's not just they've won. They've pulled these wins out of their butt. They've looked good in the games. But then the games they've lost, they've looked like an incompetent, horrible team. And it doesn't make sense, and it's infuriating. Because I love Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Not Mike Tomlin. I do love Mike Tomlin. Mike Vrabel. But I love Mike Vrabel. And I think he's – I've said it before, over the last five years, has been the best coach in the National Football League. But something's got to give, man. You cannot I, win a division. You cannot go to the playoffs. You cannot have sustained success with this much inconsistency. I like and I'm excited by the Titans' use of Ty J. Spears, rookie running back. Yeah, I know who Ty J. Spears um, he, is. He a rookie? Yeah. Are you sure? Yep. Yeah, he uh, third round pick from Tulane. Oh. Uh, he has been used, I think, a lot more than any of us were expecting, uh, and he's been good in his limited. Uh, attempts so on the season so far he's got 20 carries 122 yards 10 receptions 28 yards this is a very like 
change of pace guy for a team that ultimately has relied a little too much on times on Derrick Henry. Yeah. And I think because and what what is Derrick Henry? He is the epitome of a power back. What you want in a power back. And I think adding in someone who is not a power back, but the opposite, and the snap percentage that they give him, because he's been out there for 50, anywhere from really 45 to 60% of snaps. Yeah. I think that makes it a lot harder for defenses to game plan around your rushing offense. Yeah. But what's that other team? You're not going to guess? Well, I'm a little uh, bashful about making a guess after... My, I was so bad with the first one. Uh, the other team is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. I I don't love the coaching in Tampa Bay. I do love Baker Mayfield. But Baker Mayfield's looked pretty good this season. This though. team is also just, they've looked great at times and they've looked horrible at times. And they're in a division mm-hmm. in which they can capitalize if they can gain a little more consistency. I kind of see the Titans and the Bucks in a, in a very similar sense. But here's the difference. I think if you took the coaching, head coaching, and swapped it, yeah, the Bucks are easy playoff contenders, and the Titans are terrible. Yeah, no, and and it's just it's I don't know it's confusing it's hard to watch it's weird and I don't love it. Uh, Baker Mayfield is on pace for a career year. Heck yeah, he is. did you know that? Uh, not necessarily in yards, but his. Cherno, touchdown the interception ratio is uh, on pace. And granted, this is on pace. And we're only a quarter of the way through the season. so Or not even a quarter of the way through the season. Uh, but he is projected right now to finish the season with a 69.6 completion percentage. That's great. 37, 49 yards, 30 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. On the year so far, he's got that same percentage. 882 yards, seven touchdowns, two interceptions. He might save his career this season. Yeah, and and I think I, I think he will. That. I think a lot of us predicted that. Um, but anyway, that's the pod. Yeah. I would also just like to point out we are not not we are not your average sports show. Why would you say that? We just went through an entire hour. Biggest takeaways from week four, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And did not mention a single time the Kansas City Chiefs, the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I guess we mentioned, but like talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, the Dallas Cowboys, or the New England Patriots. Hold on, let me fix this. Mahomes, goat. Cowboys, meh. This might have been the worst game of Mahomes' career. Uh, Mac, it definitely was the worst game of Mac's career. I don't know about that. Nah, well. Listen, I don't know what your opinion is of Matt Canada. I know what it should be. <laughs> I don't know if the Steelers are ever going to be good at football again. I hope not. So we get more Thomas Rants. I think my heart just popped. I <laughs> know was my angle. Um, I don't know about that. Um, but listen, I don't know about you. But uh, we're We're just just here here so we don't get fined. fined.